Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, that's incredible. <laughs> Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I am your host, Chris Raybon. And first, let me start by explaining what is coming up this Monday, February 6th. Stucky and I will deliver our final betting preview episode of the year with our Super Bowl edition of the Sunday Six Pack. But today, we got a very special episode. One of our Action Network's most talented, most underappreciated people hops out of Ubers because he doesn't want to go drink with you at night sometimes because he's got to go grind. Our OG's director of research, Evan Abrams. Every week our team throws questions to Evan. Every week this guy is using Actions Bet Labs database to get us the answers. So this week we got to get him on here. Figure we put him to the test with the help of my co-host, the Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, Stucky. Stuck, tell everybody how you're doing and what exactly we're going to be doing uh, with Evan on this episode today. What's going on, everybody? Super Bowl's still a week away, and our, our episode will be coming up for you guys for early next week with our bets and props and probable losing and all that. But we still wanted to get an episode out for you guys this week because there's just so much to talk about anytime there's a Super Bowl. And a lot of times the same information just gets recycled and the same talking points. I, I can't even watch the TV. I can't even watch like Sports Center, ESPN anymore. It's the same things being talked about over and over again. Now you have Brady retired. Like, we already did this. I don't need to see get more Brady content, although we're probably going to be mentioning Brady quite a bit today. Hey. Last night, Rayvon and myself put together a bunch of questions for Evan. Things that we were curious about or things that we thought that you guys would be interested to hear as you put together. They, they, some of them will help, you know, MVP betting uh, with potentially putting some bets together. So first we'll ask Evan – our favorite questions from last night, and we'll see what he found. And then you guys know I'm a huge Jeopardy guy, qualified once before, never made it on, humble brag. But uh, also, I just love trivia. So Evan's going to throw a little Super Bowl trivia game at us, uh, a la Mad Dog. One of the, my favorite things about Mad Dog Radio, when he used to be on the radio, he used to do a great Super Bowl trivia during the week. So 
Yeah, then to finish the show, we'll ask the you guys out there a Super Bowl trivia question. You'll have the chance to win some prizes. So it should be a fun show, a little appetizer for our Super Bowl betting show. So Evan, let's bring Evan on. Uh, in my past with Evan, he's he's oh Evan always stays out with me late, but Evan Evan usually stays out with me late. He he reaches a breaking point where he can't put up with me anymore. But what's going on, Evan? It was like two years ago. I think I got a tweet in the morning. It must be like 3 a.m. Stucky being like, I ended up with this person last and it tagged me. And I was like, great. Like the last <laughs> I did was exactly that. But honestly, I'm just excited. Like the Super Bowl is awesome because it's also the last game and I'm ready for March Madness and I'm ready to move on. So let's do it. Let's run into this. Let's enjoy the show. Let's do it. What do you got for us, Doug? Yeah, I'll start things off. This is a kind of where I think people should start when you're looking at the props. Everyone's the first thing people think of is MVPs. The MVP of the Super Bowl is a always an interesting market because it's a different animal than the MVP of the league, right? MVP of the league, it's like quarterback award, sort of like the Heisman Trophy. But that's not necessarily been the case with the MVP of the Super Bowl. I believe without looking, it's like 30-ish of the 57 have been quarterbacks. So that means almost half have been non-quarterbacks. So what's the breakdown there? by position historically for MVPs? Yeah, so 56 Super Bowls, 57 MVPs. You're like, huh, what? Yeah, 1978, Dallas had two, uh, two defensive uh, ends, one MVP. So 57 MVPs in total, 31 have been quarterbacks, eight wide receivers, seven running backs, and 11 have been every other position. Probably the interesting thing is a wide receiver won the MVP last year, obviously, with Cooper Cup, 2019 Julian Edelman. But it's been absolutely ages since a running backs won. And I feel like we have this discussion every year. And it's actually really interesting. It took basically 30 carries for Terrell Davis in 98 and Emmitt Smith in 94 to win the award. So couldn't even begin to tell you when we're going to see that again, if we are. But that kind of answers your first question there, Stuff. Cooper Cup, we talked about how Cup makes sense last year. I mean, he's the was the dominant receiver by far. Julian Edelman could get like a million targets. The Eagles have two really good receivers on the outside. The Chiefs, it's like, first of all, we don't know who's going to play receiver, but say everyone was healthy. It's not It's not like they have a Tyree kill now. Could you re- even see, like, re- reasonably any receiver um, winning it? Well, I mean, Travis Kelsey, if we're calling him a receiver, uh, would obviously be, uh, you know, front and center. I mean, this guy, is, you know, he does nothing but score touchdowns in the postseason. Each of his last five, Playoff games, he scored a touchdown. I believe it's seven of the last eight and eight of the last 10 uh, as well. So this guy, all he does. So I think he's in a conversation, you know, going back to the receivers in general, not only did Edelman win in 2019 and not only did Cup win last year, but if Cup doesn't win, who wins last year? T Higgins. So no matter which team won last year, there was going to be a wide receiver winning that now. The other thing I was going to say was you got to go back to 98 for a running back. But this Eagle, if there's any team to break that trend, if the Eagles win, I mean, we've, we've seen it every week of the playoffs. It's you got Jalen Hurts. He's usually going to run one in, but Sanders can get two. I, Kenneth Gainwell is probably one of my favorite long shots for MVP because it's like we've, we see, we've seen this script already, right? It's like if the Eagles are playing well and they're winning, there's a good chance that the backup running back gets in the game and balls out, or maybe even the third running back. So not saying it's going to happen, but like if you're looking for long shots, I wouldn't say, okay, well, you know, running backs haven't won since 98. Uh, I'm going to stay away because this Eagles team, if any team was set up to break the trend, I, I can't remember one as well positioned to do that uh, as this Eagles team. That's a good point. 
the interesting part about the long shot is like, what do we consider a long shot when it comes to this type of market, right? Like cup was 600 last year, 650. That's pretty much a long shot. Probably when you're looking at like plus one hundreds for most quarterbacks plus 200 sometimes. So if we look at last year's cup at six to one, 12 of the last 16 MVPs have been six to one or better. Only three of the last MVPs have been higher than 10 to one. So when you look at that, it just, you know, both Edelman and Von Miller were both 25 to one. And then obviously you had Malcolm Smith. So Malcolm Smith, if you found him at an individual book back then, could have been like 300 to one. And then the only thing I'll leave you with is this right now, both Hertz plus 110, Mahomes plus 125 are under plus 200 to an MVP in the Super Bowl. It's just the second time in the last 20 years, the top two MVP favorites are below plus 200. So that that's one interesting thing that those odds for those two top favorites are pretty low, but they are, as it is an interesting conversation, higher than the money line for their teams. Do you have Dexter, is Dexter Jackson, do you have his odds when he went up with the Bucks? So Dexter Jackson, he was a the Buccaneers safety, and yep. he was so he wasn't a star. The craziest thing about that, because I always talk about when I look at the MPs, it's like, well, if you think it's going to be a low scoring game, you, you want to take up just a flyer just for fun on someone that could have a pick six and then a fumble return. The craziest thing about that that one is the Bucks won forty eight to twenty one, and Dexter Jackson was the MVP. Yeah, sometimes it's just. Hey, if especially if it's lower scoring, you're the right guy in the right place. You have a pick six, and especially if it's a critical point in the game, and then you happen you happen to fall on a fumble, and then no one else went bananas statistically, and you get the random Super Bowl MVPs, which we haven't had in a while. And although it's it's probably more difficult when you have star power at the quarterback position, if it's like, hey, there's no one to go to, could be just the quarterbacks by default. You know me, I loved looking at the passing yardage props. So I, I was just wondering if anything kind of jumped out. Uh, in terms of, you know, our quarterbacks going over, are they going under uh, in the Super Bowl? How how efficient are these lines? Yeah, so I found passing yardage props going back to Super Bowl 47, which gave us a 20 total quarterbacks and 10 years. 11 of the 20 quarterbacks went under. Three times they both went over, four times they both went under. So if you're looking for like a trend to take both of them in one way, it's a little bit both ways. And there's a school of thought out there that if you think one quarterback will take the loss, you should bet his passing yardage over, assuming he'll fall behind early and they'll abandon the run. But in the last 10 Super Bowls, the losing quarterback has gone over the number just four times. Brady versus Philly, Brady versus Seattle, Cam versus the Broncos, Kaepernick versus the Ravens. So that that's just an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, no, that's interesting because I was looking at the passing yardage posted. That's, you know, we, we can't get props on everything right now as we record this because we still don't know what's going on with these Chiefs receivers, but we do have uh, passing yardage props. And Jalen Hurts's line is 246 and a half. And he, he's only cleared that number five times this year. So I thought that was interesting. And then Mahomes, you know, that was a sharp call by you last week, Stuck. Uh, you know, at going over with him, you know, he's up to, to 292 and a half at, at some spots, but this Eagles defense is really good. So er, at least my early lean is both quarterbacks under just on my raw projections. I have Mahomes around 280 hurts around 235. Not, not to get too much into, you know, we'll have the proper blues episode, but uh, just throwing that out there. Cause that, I think that's some, uh, some good information, Evan. I bet there'll be a prop for combined. So mm-hmm. if you like them both under and you want to remove some game script variants, you could go that route as well. But we'll talk about it on the episode. But go ahead. We'll stay on passing yardage here. Patrick Mahomes led the NFL in passing the season by over 500 yards. Evan, how has the regular season 
passing leader performed in the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, this was actually a really fun question overall, just because you're really looking recent, right? Mostly when you talk about these like big passing quarterbacks. So this will be the seventh Super Bowl to feature the league leader in regular season passing yards. Each of the previous six lost the game. Wow. The first was Dan Marino in 84. The other five, like I kind of just alluded to, have all come after the year 2000. Can you name them? You got them? Ooh, I, uh, I'm gonna pay, say, I would say Peyton, Brady. Kurt Warner. Ooh, that's a good uh, one. Drew Brees. So you got basically all of them, but one Brady did it twice. Peyton Manning in 13 Warner in a one. Brees didn't you- lose, right? Brees didn't lose. In the yeah. Ball. No, not Brees. He won. Missing one. He really did like throwing pick sixes. That's the, probably better than I, yeah. I'm going to give it to you. It's Gannon. Oh, uh, oh we just okay. talking about that Super Bowl too. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That, that went right over my head. Yep. <laughs> FYI, guys, there have been 14 total pick sixes in Super Bowl history. The quarterback throwing a pick six are 1-11 straight up, with the only victory coming from Brady versus the Falcons, obviously. The Raiders' Rich Gannon wasn't so lucky. He set the record for interceptions in a Super Bowl with five against Tampa in 2003, including three pick sixes. Yeah, that's really nuts. Speaking of... We were just talking about passing yards. Uh, So what are some of the big thresholds or benchmark stats that you found in terms of of individual performances in Super Bowl history. Yeah, recording this same day as Brady retires, we're going to be bringing up Brady a lot. Uh, But no surprise, Brady comes up every time here. Brady occupies the top two spots for passing yards in a Super Bowl with 505 and 466. He also sits in the top two spots for completions, 37 versus Seattle in 15, uh, 43 versus Atlanta in 17. He also set the Super Bowl record for pass attempts in Atlanta with 62. But this is assumed, but also good to know. Generally, a lot of pass attempts in the Super Bowl also means they're going to lose. They're trailing, obviously, in the game. So 49 or more teams are 2-9 and nine straight up. And here's actually a fun one. So three quarterbacks have completed 80% or more of their passes in a Super Bowl, but only one since Ronald Reagan left the White House. Thank you for that note, Matt Mitchell. It's it's Breeze. Oh, it's Breeze. It's Breeze. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 2010, one MVP, 32 or 39, 288 against the Colts. But also, to no surprise, throwing a lot of touchdowns is good. Only six quarterbacks have thrown four touchdowns in the Super Bowl. They're 6-0 and straight up. And I'll end here of safeties. People love betting safeties. But we also had safeties in back-to-back Super Bowls in 13-14. We haven't had one since. 13-14. and 14, And then we also had one in 11, right? Because the Giants got a safety on the... In that 2011 Super Bowl, I believe, against Brady. Like, that was the first points. Maybe. Yeah, that's, Maybe. Why that, that's why we had, like, a weird score at the end. So, yeah, it was, like, three three, three in the four years in there. That's pretty interesting. But, uh, you know, talking about Mahomes here, I don't, I don't know how bad the ankle truly is. He didn't look too bad. I, I know he kind of hobbled a little bit at, at, at one point when he put all his weight on, on it, but probably better than I think a lot of people thought. Uh, but on paper, still a, a pretty good rushing matchup. Obviously, you have Jalen Hurts, who's elite running. And, you know, Mahomes can uh, and is known to, to increase his running in the postseason, maybe the two weeks off. Uh, he does that. But I was just kind of curious, you know, the scrambling quarterback is kind of a new thing for the most part. So what are the best uh, rushing performances by a QB in the Super Bowl? I'll say this off the top, though. When you asked me this question, I thought it was really good and interesting and something I hadn't thought of. Like, there was a, there's a lot of ways to attack this question, right? Because if you just look at most rushing yards in a Super Bowl, you don't exactly exactly capitalize on every rushing quarterback that's made a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But we'll start there. So most 
quarterback rushing yards in the Super Bowl. Steve McNair had 64. He lost straight up 2000. Kaepernick at 62 and 13. He lost Montana in 85 at 59. So wow. again, Maybe you don't think about that, but he won, obviously. 95, again, there's Steve Young. He won. So many and, Niners. <laughs> yeah. and the ni- Oh, yeah, there you go. Three Niners. And then the last is Cam Newton. He had 45 and lost uh, in that Super Bowl. What did Mahomes have pre-30 yards of kneels? That's the question. <laughs> That's a good oh, question. That was the, uh, yeah, the first one, right? The one he won against San Francisco. Yeah. yeah how many how many yards did he have before all the kneels? I like could- He had like 20 yards of kneels or something, right? Correct. He must He might have yeah. been over 50. He might have been close to 50 yards. I don't know. I think he'd be in the 30s and 40s would be my guess without looking at yeah, it. I think the total I, I, was like 30, 31 right and now. a half. He kneeled for seven, three, and five on the last three plays. So that was uh, 15. 15. And he finished with 29. So he, he would have yeah, had I think the total was 31. Yeah. He would have had 44. Yeah. Finished yeah. right below Cam, who had 45. But yeah, the thing that I thought was interesting as well, quarterbacks have run for 30 plus yards in 13 Super Bowls. They're three and 10 straight up. Again, Mahomes oh, just fell out of that. But that's it. That, that's actually kind of interesting. I guess, you know, maybe that's due because, you know, again, they're just what guys weren't scrambling as much. So maybe that's just an indicator of the defense covering well and them having to scramble out of the pocket. I, I'd actually be curious. I can probably look that up too. I'm just like, how many of those were scrambles? Because um, that's that's what I would guess it would be just just without looking at at the numbers of those thirteen quarterbacks. I'd probably look at rush attempts too. Like, was it one rush? Was it like yeah? yeah. All right. Uh, and another thing I think is really interesting about this game, we don't see a lot of these necessarily, but uh, we have a rookie starting running back uh, for KC Pacheco uh, playing well too. Uh, how often have we seen a rookie running back in the Super Bowl and anything notable uh, in, in terms of their performances? Yeah, there's a few ways to attack this. So I looked at it like this. The thing, the thing that stands out from the top is Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis's yeah. performance in 2001 is kind of the modern performance by a uh, rookie running back, uh, and he has it's the rookie running uh, rookie record for carries as well, uh, 27. Uh, but since the year 2000, five teams have had a rookie running back carry the ball 10 plus times in a Super Bowl. Those teams are five and zero straight up and five and zero against the spread. Um, it's a little, it's noisy. It's noisy. Right. Obviously. Obviously. But it's Sony Michelle in 19, Bernard Pierce in 13 with the Ravens, uh, 2011, James Starks, Green Bay, 2007, Joseph Adai, uh, Colts and our boy, Jamal Lewis, 2001 Ravens. Wow. Funny enough. I, I mean, where do you guys put, I I feel like Pacheco is probably already like number two or three on that list of running backs. Like, Seriously, and after Jamal Lewis, you could make an argument for any anybody, really. I mean, Pierce is probably at the bottom, but <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of noise that though in that like that you know you'll still hear some analysts sometimes be like, well, the teams in the playoffs that run the ball this many times are eighty percent. So like a lot of times, yeah. you know, game script like the Ravens were winning. They just had they just you know they rolled in that game. They got their run at the entire time, and yep. so there, there's a lot of game script noise in that. But that, that, that's very interesting, nonetheless. My my next two questions cover two of my favorite angles to talk about. First, we have a quarterback making their Super Bowl debut in Jalen Hurts. You could argue he's also making his playoff debut well against a real playoff team for the first time he played the Giants and then a team without a quarterback and then he's playing a quarterback with uh Super Bowl experience historically does this give Mahomes the edge 
So quarterbacks with Super Bowl experience facing one with no Super Bowl experience are 19 and 15 straight up. So just a small edge and actually 16 and 18 against the spread all time. Uh, This will be the 21st time in Super Bowl history where one quarterback has a two plus Super Bowl experience gap. And the experienced quarterback is 12 and eight in those games. So again, just a small edge. Uh, But if you back out Tom Brady from the equation, which was asked to me by Matt Mitchell, and I was like, you know what? I guess that's kind of interesting. The more experienced quarterback is still seven and five. So forget Brady and all those you know later Super Bowls. You still have a seven and five record. Uh, and I'll add one more layer. Patrick Mahomes is the 13th quarterback to appear in a third Super Bowl. Of the previous 12 quarterbacks playing in their third Super Bowl, six won, six lost. So take it for what you will. Experience kind of doesn't mean too much. I think the last time you had we had a quarterback making his third start against the quarterback making their debut was when the Eagles won it, ironically enough, right? believe that is right. 2017, Foles versus Brady. And uh, another angle that people have discussed is the revenge game. This time we've got Andy Reid facing his former team, the Eagles, has the coach revenge game angle. When does it come up? Has it been profitable? What do you got there? I'll just say this off the top. This is also the Nick Sirianni Bowl. I mean, he was with the Chiefs, so there's there's a little bit of uh, revenge and angst coming from both sides. But to answer your question – the head coach has happened four times prior to this year. So 2014, Pete Carroll and the Patriots. Pete Carroll, Seahawks facing the Patriots. New England won. 2002, John Gruden, Tampa Bay Raiders. Tampa Bay won. 1998, Dan Reeves, Falcons, Broncos. Broncos won. And 1968, the good old Weeb Eubank. Jets, Colts, biggest upset we've ever seen in Super Bowl history. So those are your four examples. Again, I don't think it's something, you know, it's two and two. You're not handicapping based. It's just interesting information uh, and a lot of angles with this game. Good old weeb. Good old weeb. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. All right, we're about to jump into trivia, but let me get one more question in. Uh, I thought it was interesting that this is a matchup. You got Kansas City, got that one seed, and you got Philly, also a one seed. What is the history of one versus one seed matchups in the Super Bowl. How often has it happened and uh, what, ha- what have the results been? 
So this is the 14th time in Super Bowl history you've had a one versus one. Now, remember, seeding didn't go all the way back. Seeding only started like a few years into the Super Bowl. Uh, but just to name the last few, Eagles and Patriots in 18 was one seeds. Yeah. Carolina Broncos, New England, Seattle, Seattle, Denver, and New Orleans Indy were in 2010. Those are really the last five. Uh, in And the favorites are just seven and six. ATS and straight up in the game. So again, nothing too much to really glean from the one and one. Honestly, where you get the angle in Super Bowl history is when it's not one versus one. Uh, you tend to want to look at the team who's the high, uh, lower, higher seed, like not the one, but the two, three, four in that scenario. So one versus one, kind of, kind of a non-story. Wait, so you're saying like when a one is playing a lower seed, the lower seed usually covers more, or yeah. Like okay. the three versus the one, the four versus the gotcha. one, the four versus the two tends to go towards the four. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. That was, that was great stuff. Uh, Evan. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's jump right into some trivia. I know you've been itching to go with that. Uh, what do you got? So the first trivia question we'll go with here. Uh, this is poised to be the 15th straight Super Bowl with the favorite laying fewer than seven points. That's extending the longest streak in Super Bowl history. Uh, who was the last big favorite guys? Giants yeah, Giants, pay, Giants Patriots. Oh, all, right, all right. What was the spread? 12, 12, 12 and a half. half. 12 and a half. Yeah, nobody gave that. That was the first one. That nobody gave him a chance in that one. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Let's keep let's keep rolling here. So 29 Super Bowls have had a spread of six or less. The straight up winner has covered 28 of them. Name the non-cover. Last year? There you go. I just I want to make you sure you're sharp. I want to make okay. sure, you know, we're rolling along. You're thinking. That's good. That was okay. the only one. That's the only one yeah. ever. Ah, wow. That's that's. Oh yeah, I remember now all the talk about that. Like the winner, all you have to do is pick the <laughs> straight up winner, and then it didn't happen. <laughs> twenty-one Super Bowls have had a spread of four or less. The straight up winner covered all twenty-one. Eleven favorites straight up. Ten dogs straight up. All right. Next question. All right. So there have only been three missed extra points since nineteen ninety in the wild card era. One kicker has two of them. Name that kicker. I know this happened. I think that it happened. Yeah, I think Goskowski missed two in the same in the first quarter against the Broncos. And the extra points are two fifty five of two sixty seven. The last miss was Goskowski and Elliott in eighteen. Uh, Goskowski is two of the three misses in the wild card era. Yeah, Goskowski and Elliott might have been in the same quarter itself, but Goskowski missed it in another Super Bowl. I thought Goskowski missed two in the same. Uh, oh, maybe in the same playoff game once. I'm thinking of. Maybe because yeah, you said Broncos, that, that wouldn't have been a Super Bowl because he was. Broncos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so anyway, moving on, what you got for us next? All right. So there have been five offensive plays in Super Bowl history of 80 plus yards. The longest was an 85 yard pass. It came in the last 20 years and it was a team who lost to the Patriots. Can you name the quarterback and wide receiver? Is it Matt Ryan? It's not. Uh, I'm going to go. Russ? I was going to yeah. go Jake DeLome to Musan Muhammad. Ding, 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 ding. Ooh, is, that, is it Muhammad? Well, it's 2004, Muhammad, 85 yards. That's I impressive. love, love Musa Muhammad, one of my favorite receivers <laughs> of all time. All right, before we get out of here, uh, we do have, as we mentioned earlier, trivia for the listeners. So to enter this trivia contest, tweet us and tag our account at Action Podcast with your answer. And I promise you will be tickled with the prize, which is TBD. Since 1990, the wild card era, a backup quarterback has attempted a pass in six Super Bowls. 
Only one pass attempt was made in non-garbage time with the game still within 10 points. It was an incompletion. So this is what you need to answer and tag action podcast. The backup quarterback's name, the starting quarterback he replaced, and the intended receiver of that pass attempt in the only pass attempt by a backup quarterback that was made in non-garbage time with the game still within 10 points. Again, tag us. There'll be a prize. Evan, I'll get you involved. And Raybon, one final trivia question. I think there's four or five non-quarterbacks to throw a touchdown pass in Super Bowl history. Joe Mixon. There you go. That was the, the, the path to the T. Higgins MVP that just got taken from us. Yeah, that was P. Ryan. Can no, no. convert. Who threw the Philly special? Uh, Trey Burton. Burton. Trey Burton. Burton. Yep. Randall L. There was two one two other one or two other. Patriot. Was there a Patriot in there? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Brady's on every one of them. Okay. Okay. All right. So that there it is again. Raven will take us out of here, but just at Action Podcasts since 1990, the backup quarterbacks attempted to pass in six Super Bowls. You just need to name the one. It's only happened once that has done it non-garbage time. Game was within 10 points. Who the backup quarterback is, who the starting quarterback is that he replaced, and the intended receiver on that incomplete pass. You will be tickled by the prize. Thanks for listening to all of our ramblings. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Raven, you want to take us out of here? Yes, sir. Uh, that was fun. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Evan. Yeah, some great, very interesting information. So uh, hopefully people uh, enjoyed that, even if they didn't find every single nugget uh, completely actionable. It's hard to, to do that with a sample size of 56, but uh, I think it was some great info. Uh, we will be back, uh, Stucky and I will, with our traditional betting preview six-pack. Uh, that episode will be out Monday. So going to be earlier in the week, much earlier in the week than usual uh, for that episode because we know – you guys want to start weighing your bets down. And uh, you can find Stucky on Twitter, at Stucky2. You can find Evan on Twitter, at Evan H. Abrams. And you can find me on Twitter, at Chris Raybon. You can also find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app where you can track all of your bets uh, or follow our bets. And uh app is looking really good. I mean, we got the uh, player prop tracking now. It gives you, uh, you know, what your odds are live uh, to hit player props. So really cool updates in the app. Be sure to uh, download that. And uh, we'll be back with our betting preview Monday. And uh, we'll have a few more episodes, have our prop up lose episode uh, as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, until next time, let's get this money. Let's go. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.